I'm JJ, and I think Baba is you is cornbread. Welcome to No Clip. I'm Chad Rutherman. I'm JJ Artimez. And I'm Andy Kinnick. <laughs> and today, we're going to be talking about Baba is You, uh, a game that was developed by RV Taikari, uh, professionally known as Hempuli, I guess. It <laughs> uh, <laughs> was released in 2019. Many uh, apologies. Yeah, the. <laughs> We, we had a debate about the pronunciation a little bit. There wasn't much of a debate. Everyone just said, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of things in the world would go smoother if everyone would just say, I don't know, and move on. I agree. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, Baba Is You is a puzzle game. Uh, and in it, you play as anything and do whatever you want. <laughs> Is that a good way of describing it? Uh, yeah. No. I actually think this game had a really great trailer, at least the one that I saw on the eShop. Um, and it starts out, just shows the screen, and it has Baba, which I think of as a sheep. Uh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, like, never mind. It's a rabbit. Jesus. It's gotta it? be a rabbit. You but, whore, come but on. But Baba is like the onomatopoeia for like what sheep say, like the sound that sheep make. Yes, I get that connection. I don't know, he looks like a sheep to me. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. So it has Baba on the screen, it says Baba is you, and then it pushes the word rock to push Baba out of the way, so it says rock is you, and then the rock starts moving, and it's like, boom, done. That explains the premise like perfect. <laughs> It's a puzzle game where the rules of it are actually visible on the screen and you manipulate them to solve the puzzle and to beat the level. Right. And I feel like going forward uh, that you have to keep that in mind. Um, this is, I'm for some reason, being very aggressive <laughs> with our listeners. You must. <laughs> you need to keep in mind, because I know, for I don't know about everybody else, but I know that for me... It's going to be difficult for me not to make comparisons to other games to try and, like, gauge where I find each element. Uh, and none of those games are truly like Baba Is You. I don't believe that I've ever played a video game that had a similar at-all concept to this. I haven't either. <laughs> it is a mystery. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh... So that's good. Um, do we have anything preliminary before we launch into this? <laughs> I feel like everyone had like maybe a thing, a twinkle in their eye. No. All right. <laughs> uh, so I have a thing. <laughs> You're dying, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want people to know is that I don't have anything preliminary to say about Baba we're, Is You. We're recording a podcast on JJ's deathbed. <laughs> Hey, JJ, do you have final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> and he dies. And scene. Life is very similar to a chicken pot pie, I say. My final review of this. Of life. Of life. <laughs> uh, well, we got off the rails pretty quick. Yep. Record time. Yeah. Uh... 
So I have a thing with puzzle games. What's your thing? Uh, it's called being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it very difficult to play puzzle games for a very long time. Uh-huh. Uh, and I want that to be... As if, if somebody is familiar with our catalog... They already know this. Like, every time the game has taxed me mentally, I apparently just shut down. I'm like, I can't do it. Catherine, like, three levels. I was like, I'm out. This is too much. Are you guys supposed to push boxes? Nah. Uh, but actually, the, the, the closer sort of uh, comparison that I wanted to make uh, for this game specifically, and I'll get into why, I mean, it's going to sound like a weird comparison from the beginning, is Steven's Sausage Roll, uh, which is, from my understanding of what other people are able to do in it, <laughs> a really good game, a well-designed puzzle game. Uh, and I think that Baba is You is similarly well designed, but has a very is is just so much better at presenting its ideas in a digestible way. Like the levels that I stopped playing Baba is You on are like the first level in <laughs> Steven Sausage Roll. Yeah. I don't think that's a weird comparison at all. Like Steven Sausage Roll was probably the first comparison that also came to my mind. Uh, and I even think at the end of the last episode, you described this game as an accessible version of Steven Sausage Roll, <laughs> and I, I would agree with that. This It's a puzzle game where kind of wrapping your mind around the rules is kind of what it's about, and this delivers on that in a much easier way to get into like steven sausage roll like i think it was the three of us <laughs> sat down and tried to play it and we we beat like two levels and then spent like an hour and a half <laughs> on the next one and gave up yeah it was it was worse than that because it wasn't the three of us it was the three of us and also two other people <laughs> yeah. i know at least dan was also there yeah and like no, we're it, all just sitting around going like what the fuck is this <laughs> i think it was that we the three of us tried it once and then months later dan mm. was around and he scrolled by it in your steam library and looks like what's this and i was like it's super fucking hard and he always takes those kinds of things as a challenge so he tried to do it and he spent like a really long time as well and did not beat the level <laughs> yeah that, that game is, is is pretty difficult to approach uh I, th I think that, that this game obviously does a better job the point of comparison for me was that it was like it's very geometry based like the level the fact that you have to navigate around uh obstacles and walls and like one block wide gaps and forethink every move that you make so as not to block yourself off from things that you need to be doing is kind of like the key puzzle solving aspect or at least in execution like you might solve the puzzle but then need to actually do it and uh, you can, and that's where you sort of need to get all of that stuff together and make it make sense. Yeah. The like marketing line for Bappa is you is that it's like a puzzle game where you win the game by changing the rules. Mm -hmm. But the other kind of ever present rule of the game is the rules for how you interact with changing those rules, which in this case is like grid based, like wazed movement. So 
regardless of whatever weirdness is going on with the actual like operators you're manipulating within the game, it's still going to be it frequently incorporates difficulty in that movement, that shared mechanic with kind of as a, as a thin layer over top of all the other puzzles. I like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's It makes me very happy that the undo button is so accessible. Uh, being just a face button and doesn't, like, you don't, like, have to hold it down and, like, wait for it to confirm the undo. It just, like, starts rewinding instantly. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, I probably pressed it more than I pressed the actual directional buttons <laughs> in the game. <laughs> Like, it's very uh, integral to, to my ability to play. How far did both of you get in Baba Is You? Uh, I played into, but did not finish the eighth world before I stopped meaningfully being able to make progress. And I thought that up until that point, the first couple of levels in each world were always, like, just accessible enough that you're able to sort of like grasp the new things once i got into that it was just the complexity scaled out of control and i didn't i I like couldn't even begin yeah Yeah, you thought you were dumb uh uh, i only got to world five i thought when i got to world four the difficulty spiked like way hard for me and it never really smoothed back out I did play it in, like, two separate sessions, one of which I went from one to three, and the next one I picked up on four, so maybe I was less mm-hmm. cognizant of the difficulty spike, but yes. Yeah. Oh, man. You, the most impatient of men, <laughs> just, like, sat down with this game and did, like, straight one to three? That's genuinely impressive to me. Yeah, it was, like, a few hours or whatever, and then the second one, by the second time I played it was, like, five and a half hours or something? Each individual level of this game was so taxing to me normally that I kind of treated it like I imagine most people treat crossword puzzles, where I would just do one a day, and then after that be like, yep, did my duty, totally done, and then left. Uh, So I didn't beat the entire thing either. I kind of didn't want to, because it was like painful, but it was painful in a good way. It was painful like working out. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that gives you a headache. Yeah. And you're like, ugh, man, I should really take a break from this and go back to reality where the rules usually don't change. (laughs) Yeah, see, for me, I felt like it it added too many new elements too often, and it was really hard for me to, like, continue internalizing the rules. It was like, how is hot different from melt, and how does this interact with that, and it... It was really difficult to, like, wrap my mind around things and then to not forget about how they worked later. There's... They they continue to add new mechanics so frequently throughout the remaining portion of the game that, like, in the the last portion of it that I actually finished, which was the the garden or whatever, I forget. It's, like, level seven. Uh, They introduce on... Which seems like it would be really easy to interpret, but like there was a level in which the solution was uh, rock on belt is shift, but I had done belt, or, no, that's what I put in, because logically it made sense to me as if the rock is on the belt, then the belt moves, but the actual solution was belt on rock is shift, which right now <laughs> makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. 
Yeah, there were times when like, cause World Four was real hard for me, so I like looked up the solution to like two or three different puzzles in that one, and because I just was like, I don't understand how this works. Like, I need to see how it works. Uh, if I want to like keep making progress in this, I need to like really figure it out, right? And that's like what I do with Catherine. Like I hit a wall in Catherine and then like I watch someone play a level and I'm like, oh, and then it clicked and I was able to play more myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I did that with this and I like watched it and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> and like, I feel like that's a problem when like the rules interacting with each other gets so complex that even as somebody who'd been playing the game, and understands how it works, watches someone solve it, and, like, doesn't understand what's going on. There's a, uh... So, one, I actually... I kind of agree, kind of disagree. I think that they're... The, your main point that they add too many things too quickly is... And they never stop. Yeah, and, they, and it never ends. <laughs> yeah. Is definitely valid. I think that the increasing complexity brings it from a Baba is you to a Steven Sausage roll by the end of the game to the point where, like, there was some... Like, I, I spawned into a room at one point, looked at it, and was like, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what I can interact with because there's just, like, rules written all around the room. Uh, and that is that feels like it goes too far but i also can see how the conceit of this game makes it it would be almost impossible to understand from watching someone else play it what it was that you were doing watching somebody play levels one and four sure but Mm -hmm. watching somebody play a level like deeper into the game level like 50 something Mm -hmm. you're just gonna be like I don't I don't know what mercurial chemistry you're fucking working with right now, but I don't get what's going on. Yeah. Generally speaking, the kind of experiences that you want to have when you play any sort of puzzle game is to have a very known, very obvious set of interactions that you're capable of executing on the system that are never in question and that are always obvious, and then you start trying to like plan think or test out how those things what would happen if they interacted with each other mm-hmm. but eventually gets to the point in baba is you where that's just that's either not feasible for the average person to do or just becomes so taxing that it can kind of not scare you off from the game entirely but definitely short term like it's just it's very tiring and i much preferred the not shorter in terms of time though probably that too but just the rooms with a smaller number of moving parts, I almost always enjoyed more. Even if those rooms were harder overall because of like obscure interactions or unexpected ways that different pieces fit together, like I just didn't want to have to juggle that many moving pieces at the same time. It, it made the possibility space frequently so wide that it would kind of get frustrating. Um, that's, not, that's a little bit more negative than my actual opinion on the core mechanics. I do like this game a good bit, my primary stickling point, really, is actually, as I kind of alluded to before, the way that the movement interacts with it. I have, and Baba is You is not unique in this respect, it is one of many games that incorporates these kind of, like, open quotes, turn-based, movement-based puzzles, mm-hmm. where, like, the way that you move and navigate through the space in concert with other things going on in the space, like a 
a, a turn-based platformer right. in, in the weirdest of ways, which, when I say that, makes me understand why maybe it's approaching the platformer state, and my brain, like my, my hind brain, is sensing that, and is like, oh, no, platformers, and then become more <laughs> hesitant about it. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, there was a very early level, that's, it was one of the first that had me stuck for a very long time, that sort of stuck with me in a negative way, uh, where there's like two separate channels with some skulls that'll kill you and block you off, and you the have robot. To, yeah, yeah, and you have to. It's when they first really introduced automated movement that you can manipulate in other creatures, mm-hmm. and the solution involved you going into the hallway like two spaces off center from the robot or something. Those are the kind of challenges that I very much disliked in this game because they weren't about the actual unique aspects of it, the rule manipulation. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was dope. Because uh, because the possibility space on that becomes so wide, and that's probably why they couldn't resist adding all these like literal English operators like and and or whatever yeah. into the game. I have a couple of things that I want to go into because one of those things I really really like, and the other one that I really don't. Uh, the the timing based puzzles. The more that your reaction time and and like actual quick precise movement, which. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be quick, but it does have to be precise. Yeah. Um, those puzzles, I thought, were largely garbage. <laughs> <laughs> You're Man. so hesitant with negativity now. We've beaten you down so much. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's because I don't actually think that they're like inherently bad. I just think that there's a flaw in the, the like game systems that makes it more difficult to execute on than it is to solve, which is like... For me, is the golden rule for puzzle games. Oh, I fucking love that mm-hmm. phrasing so much. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the the robot one is particularly bad because the the like the screen, like the actual game screen that the puzzle is presented to you on, is like a headache-inducing visual nightmare. <laughs> in addition to the fact that like there's this timing-based thing where every time you restart the puzzle, you have to like do this stupid lap to go stop the robot before he runs and pushes the thing that you need out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not even a thing. He kills you if you don't uh, get to him fast enough. I remember this now. They do improve upon this. Later, there's one that I actually kind of like where uh, you have Kiki, the sub 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 main character of the game who uh once they introduce these operators that allow that force like the individual that it's this is what baba is you is once they introduce the operators that allow the individual because you can't be more specific than that because you could be talking about like a wall or a rock or a baba right or a a fucking nebulous concept it doesn't matter so when they introduce the adjectives that act on the on the player uh, of uh, player is not even a good word because nope. that's more like you. Mm-hmm. So actor, operator, adjective. Mm-hmm. The once they introduce the adjective that acts on the uh, uh, on the actor up and right or left, like they have directional ones that basically forces it to to face in a direction. There's a puzzle where you have to send her out to go get something while you are like constrained in a in an area so you just like send them out to go fetch the thing and it's like programmatic i think that puzzle works a lot better i also think that puzzle is intolerable though because it (laughs) takes so fucking long uh it just like having to move everything around those were definitely my least favorite kinds of puzzles as well um 
Yes, there was one where you had to get, I think it was Kiki or one of those things, to, like, pull Baba, like, to, like, to a spot to get a word and bring it back. And you had to have her pull Baba because when Baba moved, the flag moved and it would go into, like, something that would make it explode or whatever. Yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> and, there was a skull. Yeah, like a skull. And it was just, like working out like how that was how that was supposed to be done was just like intensely frustrating because <laughs> like i could get it to work sometimes and then it would break off and i didn't know why and it was just like <laughs> to a certain like, extent you just wanna, uh... that's kind of inevitable given the kind of game that they've created here because quickly uh and you can see very obvious evidence of this when they start incorporating the roped off is what i'm going to call it the, the rules that you can't interact with yeah uh the roped off rules that are like kiki is kiki mm-hmm. so that you can't actually change the state of objects the designers have to work really hard within the crazy mechanics they created to rope off like easier solutions than they want to intend for the puzzles and sometimes they do that through rules but other times they do that through game geometry so that frequently means that the way that the actual space you're playing in has been designed really really specifically to stop alternative wind conditions Mm -hmm. so frequently i would start on one of those wind conditions and then only realize later that like the specific shape of this area was designed to prevent that and that ended up being a pain point and just just even moving out more generally from specific cases like that a lot of the areas are very constraining because they have to be constraining to keep you from being able to do alternative solutions physically so you more often than probably other games like this run into circumstances where you can't move as freely as you'd want to. Yeah, it makes you think, like, this game must have been a nightmare to design because there's probably, like, tons of alternate solutions to all the puzzles that they had to take into consideration and, like, stop you from doing so that you couldn't just beat it, like, with no effort by doing, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, I mean, and this game was principally designed by one dude, one individual, which makes it all the more impressive that, like, there's so few, like, seemingly, uh, like, breaking the whole game scenarios that I was able to run into. Like, I think that I may have found, like, one unintended uh, route through a level but even that like is something that was so simplistic that it was probably just also intended mm-hmm. like just like this has two why not uh and i also have to commend them for allowing you to do my favorite thing which is just like accidentally make something crazy wacky fun uh there's there's there are levels later in the game that actually like enforce this and make you do it um, that I really enjoyed. There's one that's called Baba's R.U. in the uh, space level, where everything that doesn't have a uh, like a, a piece of scenery in it, so just like a blank space, just is another Baba. And so when you move, it just generates more of them. As you move <laughs> off of it, it just creates them. So you have this never-ending like mountain of player characters <laughs> coming out. And it's incredible. Like It's really amusing to watch. It was a fun puzzle to solve. And uh, like I love that kind of stuff. Um, the The issue that we run into, though, is just like those 
really specifically designed ones where it feels like they're lopping elements of the game off just to like make sure that you don't have too much fun. There's like (laughs) hundreds of levels in this game. Yeah. Like just leave some of them broken. Like I think that that would, that would encourage more like creativity and more like open thinking from the player. Yeah. I feel like they want to like kind of tutorialize the way certain things work mm-hmm. so they want you to like solve it with a specific solution so you know that solution so that you can like use it later probably no that's probably <laughs> true um uh, it's like the uh what were they called like the techniques in Catherine, <laughs> where it was like no, the oh Inazuma like, technique. exactly yeah like you have to learn those in order like to to know what to do when you run into those things again but Bob is you is very stringent about what things it uses multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched some of the later levels uh, because I'm a baby that quit the, the game <laughs> at level five. Uh, and one of my favorite things that they introduce is the word "not," and they make it "not Baba is you," and then you control everything, everything. else in the level. <laughs> like that's just such a cool idea yeah no that's the one thing the more operators they add like the middle words the more interesting the uh like what you can potentially do becomes and like i i'm gonna continue using very tangential (laughs) comparisons here Mm -hmm. but uh the game overall kept reminding me of um scribble knots which was a game that was like you could it was a DS game originally. You could like type in words, and then those things would appear as objects in the game, and use those to solve puzzles. And in Super Scribble Knots, the sequel, they added like adjectives to it, and that's how I felt every time. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like now, it like now that I have and like the first big one they introduced, you're like, "Oh and like." Think of all the shit I can do with this. Mm-hmm. Like your your mind just goes crazy thinking about like oh that in that previous level Baba is me and also Baba is this other thing and I had to do a weird like cross in order to make that work. But now I can just make this long st- string of shit and then you get like the crossword thing where things are dropping down and crossing over <laughs> on top of it and you end up with this like disaster of like a of like a weird sentence diagram mm-hmm. but like you sit there and you look at it, you're like this is a work of art like i'm a i'm a, I'm a poet in baba is you i made this whole thing work one scrapple is, is what i started referring to those things as <laughs> exactly yeah yeah the oh wait i lost it never mind i'm sorry that's fine it's just it's fun as somebody who like really likes words and really likes uh <laughs> Speech. Speech. (laughs) If you like speech a lot, this probably isn't the game for you. (laughs) I think it's like the visual representation is what sets it apart. Mm -hmm. Like, it almost kind of makes it comparable to, like, programming almost. Like, you're just, like, moving the pieces around to make these logical strings. Yeah. Like, commands to execute in the game. I'm convinced, what was it, like, Soren Kierkegaard or whatever the fuck that was, (laughs) who his name was? I just, I thought of the most dramatic name. That, that is an incredibly mind. dramatic name, yeah. Well, it's a real person. He, he was also very dramatic in reality. But uh, 
I was can I assume that that guy is like the Calcutron, like it's like a human computer with like a beard that okay. is actually just like a printout <laughs> of various like fifty style computer reads. Like I, I he probably just speaks like this if you would ever meet him in person. Uh-huh. When like the, the is and Baba is you operator sentences, because I can't imagine a person sitting down to to make this. Like Jesus, we, we already talked about it once before, but like, can you imagine how awesome QA testing on this game would have been? Yeah, like, you're getting, like, you're, uh, and, God, even, like, just having a sandbox mode in the release game would have been really amusing as well. Because, yeah. like, I, I, I played a good amount of this game in handheld mode, because this game kind of just is perfect for the Switch, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, because of its, like, the, the, the sort of, like, short nature of the, the levels, the fact that, like, you could look at a level don't know what to do and just turn it off and put it down and then like two <laughs> hours later get hit with inspiration and be like oh right mm-hmm. i got it and then you boot it back up and try it out like that kind of a thing happened to me but yeah so yeah i would be playing in handheld mode and uh because the reason i'm playing in handheld mode pretty much 99 percent of the time is because i'm playing video games at work uh and <laughs> while i was there just kind of sitting there playing the game whatever you're doing quiet not a whole lot going on and i legitimately like had to just like silence myself as to not bust up laughing when i like turned the entire room into words like and that like that kind of shit is like because you almost don't know what's gonna happen when you put like oh this is text and then it's like text is whatever and all of a sudden like all the shit just goes wild Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, like that, that sort of open-ended gameplay, I think is is really appealing in the game. Is why I compared it to Scribblenauts in the first place, uh, and the game just sort of like designs around you actually being able to do that. Yep, it's a little sad. Probably my favorite moment in the game when I was going through it was recognizing how broken the have operator was. <laughs> obviously, broken in, in open gamer speak, not the literal meaning of that term. Yeah, but uh, like all the crazy infinite shit that you can get out get around to with mm. a just the have operator and nothing else <laughs> it really showed how far this game was eventually going to go uh and like so many modern indie puzzle games it went beyond me real goddamn quick <laughs> <laughs> it left me in the dust into its weird indie programming space full of smart language people <laughs> uh but it doesn't mean i didn't enjoy it yeah just had some had some trough had some truffles, apparently. <laughs> Had some truffles, is what, yeah. my, is what I want to yeah. say. I feel like they they limited your access to that kind of stuff because I think they wanted to just like ramp it up as the game went on. Because like, are you aware of like all the meta stuff that you can do in this game eventually? Some of it, maybe not all of it. Like the map itself is a level that you can beat. <laughs> Uh, you get far enough to where level is a word in the level, and you make it like Baba is level, and then you exit out of it, and where it would say like level O two or whatever, it's now Baba, and you can move it around on the map, and then you make another level with the flag, and then because in the map screen it says right. Baba is you, flag is win, and mm-hmm. then you can beat the map screen, and it goes like way beyond that and you can unlock a bunch of secret levels through a bunch of bullshit like that which is pretty cool yeah. but i'm way too dumb yeah. to experience that <laughs> this is like that's for arg people yeah 
I always want to meet an ARG person. I don't know if they're, like, still around. No, they gotta be around. The problem with ARG people is they spend so much time doing, like, code-cracking stuff. I imagine while, like, sitting in a dimly lit room wearing, like, a a poker visor. Uh, (laughs) I feel like ARG is a really good thing to compare it to, at least for me, because that stuff's always really fascinated me. But I do not have the knowledge or skill set to participate in it at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, this game is also kind of like that. Like, I really appreciate so much about this game on paper. But in execution, like, I just don't find myself enjoying it as much. It's like Eve, but creative and not soul-crushing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like Eve Online? Yes. Eve? Okay. Yes. I feel like I need the <laughs> online thing after it, or else I just don't know what you're talking about. I'm, so, I'm very sorry. Until we... Before we... I, my words are gone. <laughs> They've just been replaced by, by squiggly writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we accidentally give all of our final thoughts on the game, let's take <laughs> a break and then come back and kind of like pick everything up and then stuff it into a second half. Sure. Second half is start. First half is end. First half is end. First half makes moon. (laughs) Rest of content is second half. (laughs) Beans are good. We're going too far. We're missing too early. I guess I kind of want to go into asking, like, did, were there standout levels for you guys that you thought executed on the idea really well, or something maybe that you thought was just, like, so unrationally hard that irrationally hard? I know words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Well, uh, yeah, I was... I think... I I my brain had reformatted itself so many times into like the Baba is you specific proprietary brain format that memory was just gone. Like there was no encoded long term memory at any point in Baba is you. I lived every moment in the moment and then deleted all of that unnecessary space to give me even the slightest hope of like continuing without any sort of hesitation in the Baba or frustration in Baba is you. I ultimately uh. failed. But. Uh, for me, there isn't, like, a specific standout level, but there are a lot of, like, moments, I thought, early on where you had those, like, good epiphany moments where, like, the first one where you are able to, like, push the line of lava out of the way or, like, where you break down those walls, um, not literally, because that's a thing you can do in the game. Right. Uh, but, like, um, just, like discovering like all the different things you can do like the first handful of levels are the things that i remember the most yeah i can i honestly kind of agree with both of you on this like i I think for me the most memorable moments in the game come from the first time that you're like given access to something that you would not have thought of like they do a really good job generally speaking uh at presenting the level visually in a way where the rules 
on the at the outset makes sense, and they subvert it enough times that I think it keeps it fresh when it happens. Like there's one that I just played, like near the end of my experience with the game, where the solution really was just that the door wasn't like a stop point. Like you could walk through the door, and uh, like it 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 had been so long since they pulled that trick that I was still like walking around in the room going like oh what do i do here before i realized what the the solution was and for me i think that like the biggest like the first really big moment was in a level in which i was able to turn the the walls into me and just Mm. move the whole level around like that's just such a cool thing to do to like just operate a whole section of level that's just fun and interesting and then uh they kind of bring that to 11 later in the game as they add more and more stuff. And uh, one of my favorite, like, this is just weird, I guess, because it's, like, not at all a thing that would ever come up in any other game. But one of my favorite words in this game is empty. Once you get empty, you're able to sort of, like, you manipulate space itself which is wild so like you turn yourself into empty and suddenly you're controlling all non-blank or all blank spaces on the map which is confusing and hard to like figure out in the level where you have to do it is called a horror story and then it has a remix level that's called existential crisis (laughs) and it's just so appropriate and i really like it I like being able to use that to, like, you can clear obstacles with it or you can move the emptiness itself around to, like, manipulate other things that are way off in the distance. It's just a really cool idea. <laughs> it's it's really sounded like you were describing some kind of metaphor for, like, Jeffrey Dahmer there. <laughs> Someone who manipulates emptiness, emptiness to yeah. change the things around them. I think the, re- the reason is that the level is called Existential Crisis because the first thing you have to do in the level is set the rule, uh, empty is you, which is, <laughs> a, like, a horrible phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stopped short of getting to any, like, the really cool stuff like that. Like, the point where I was in the game, I just kept resenting the new words more and more, because they just kept making it harder, and I would be spending 40 minutes on a level, and then just putting the Switch away, (laughs) and going to bed or something. (laughs) (laughs) Recharging. Yeah. No, and I think that's fair. I think, uh, like, I feel like for people who are, like, puzzle game people, the PGPs out there, (laughs) uh... (laughs) <laughs> this game is probably like a godsend because it is so like it keeps things fresh repeatedly throughout a really long play experience if you choose to go through all of the like side content and stuff like that and i appreciate that like on a level of like this isn't for me but hey maybe it is for somebody because i feel like that person who did want that got that got it delivered in a huge way with this game yeah, literally huge like 200 levels huge yeah like massive massive and i i could never design a puzzle game uh because of the aforementioned stupidity but also because like <laughs> the complexity involved in making a level in baba is you seems just off the fucking chain and i i just don't know how uh 
one guy was able to process that? Like, how how long do you think it took him to make this game? This game started as a game jam game. He made the first few levels of this. Yeah, it's credited in the when you start up the game. Oh yeah, the game jam that he yeah. made. Then. Yeah, yeah. So like he he didn't even he literally made this when he would normally be sleeping. Like <laughs> stay up, stay up all night. <laughs> And then and then made Baba as you while doing that. In the morning, he probably just irradiates light like the sun. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it was a much simpler version. The game no, it's just the, it's whole, the game. whole game. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Um, since apparently the person who developed it, I guess, is a robot in the no-clip <laughs> yeah. fiction. The, the concept of the game really does feel like a game jam game, though. Yeah. Like, like I said with the trailer, where it just kind of, like, shows, like, one of the most basic interactions, it's, like, one of those things where it just, like, the concept just, like, really clicks, and you're like, oh, that's really clever. Like, it's easy to appreciate on that level, and you get a lot of that kind of stuff coming out of game jams. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's something that is immediately recognizable as like something like you you understand the mechanics set as soon as you played through the first like in this case like twenty five seconds that it takes to like get the first level and then uh, it just ramps up in complexity. A lot of game jam games like to sort of like stick with the concept they created and then just sort of make the basic version of everything. And mm. I feel like this is like they took that as a foundation and then built upon it like. A tower, the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it reaches into heaven itself until the game cannot even contain it anymore, <laughs> and you play the game itself as a game. <laughs> Fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> Why are we all belchy? We drink water. <laughs> it's it is confusing. Yeah. While we're in a while we're in a thing that's going to be edited out, is our podcast just going like do do kids say off the chain still is that the, like Guess open what? question not being edited out anymore <laughs> I, I feel like off the chain is definitely like a late 90s like 2000s kind of thing yeah off the chain is so far off the radar at this point <laughs> that nobody's nobody's saying that no? i am not asking you to change nor do i want you to change i'm just saying uh, just that specific phrase just made me realize how much I don't know. <laughs> the, the only You're thing having I, an existential crisis? No. <laughs> the only thing I know is how much I don't know. And then the other thing that I know is that nobody says off the chain anymore. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I just get I get off on that shit. I like, uh, I like saying that. And I like saying like rad. Rad's a cool word. Nobody says anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to say about Bob is you. Yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, I think that we played not enough of it to make like a, a whole podcast about it. <laughs> I don't think that's. Almost, I think that's honestly okay. I think we have room for more succinctness. In the oh no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's supposed to be like a book club style thing, so it's not like it. People would expect us to be experts about it or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll be really amused by how much we suck and tell them that we suck. (laughs) Please tell us that we suck in the comments. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did want to ask what you guys thought of the visual style. Love it. Like the fact that it looks like it's all drawn on a chalkboard. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Like it 
not don't love it. I never even made the chalkboard connection. Yeah, it's what I like about it is how everything moves creepily. Yeah. There's a I want to idiot proof myself here. Yes. And by idiot proof myself, I mean potentially drag all of you down with me. <laughs> this game didn't have like a message, right? I have no idea why, but you are reading my mind here. Like, as soon as we came back from the break, I don't know, I was just consumed with, like, what are the politics of Baba is you? It felt like a funny question to even ask. Mm -hmm. No, this game has, this game, obviously, every game has politics, blah, blah, but doesn't care about its politics or isn't trying to do anything about it. Uh, No, this game has no message. I was thinking about it uh, the other day, and I was like, does this game have, like, like a narrative in any way that like I'm going to stumble upon if I play through it enough or right. like, but I think it has those meta elements, at least as far as I'm aware, uh, that's kind of what it has in place of that. Mm. Like you just kind of keep finding out secrets about the game as you go. Yeah. So, uh, to loop this back around and then to, to jettison off, I'm basically doing like a tether ball that snaps kind uh-huh. of situation here. Slingshot around Mars or whatever. Yeah. That kind of thing. Where, what I'm talking about here is the you visual style <laughs> I do like as a, like conceptually, I think that all of the different things and the words and like everything's distinct. Like I, I didn't have an issue differentiating things when it was important. Uh, so I think functionally it's really good, and atmospherically, which is weird to say, there's probably a better way to put it. Like aesthetically speaking, I think that the visuals accomplish their goal and also are unique and interesting. Yeah. Uh, what I want to hone in on is the inherent kind of creepiness of it, because it is like the reason that I brought up the fact that it is that that I don't think that the game has like a message, but there was an inkling there that maybe it did was because the style of of like childlike sort of drawings, the chalkboard drawings that you're talking about, and then combined with these like very deterministic phrases mm-hmm. gave me like almost a propaganda kind of feeling <laughs> when I was playing it, like seeing like Baba is you, like is you being a thing that's on the screen all the time. <laughs> It just made me feel like maybe there is something deeper here that I'm not picking up on. Look, the game is trying very hard to define you all the time, literally, <laughs> because the game revolves around what the definition of you is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can understand why that would be threatening to anyone on, on some very <laughs> subtle level. Yeah. While something is just declaring what you are very loudly, and you always have to engage with that. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's anything there... I'd have to give it a lot more thought, uh, but I bet we could bullshit our way into it. <laughs> well, I'm sure we could. That's yeah. see, that's the thing. I feel like the answer to the question is what, like, what is there narratively in Baba Is You? Real answer, nothing. Yeah. Actual potential answer, maybe a creepy pasta. Oh, <laughs> yes. There could be a creepy pasta in here that's like rich. That's yeah. like secret just, level seven. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Like, there is something about it. Like, the more you just kind of look at it, like the simplistic chalk drawings, and like the fact that they're like shifty. Mm-hmm. You know, which literally I, shifty, also yeah. metaphorically shifty. Um, which made me think of like flip books, and like in some old animation, like the drawings are a little bit off, so they kind of like vibrate. Um, 
But, like, if you just kind of, like, look at it as it is for a while, it is a little bit creepy, and, like, Baba's just got those two dot eyes. <laughs> you know, like... They go up and down. That's yeah, like, they have, yeah, they, and they, they go up and down, yeah. The way they chose to animate it isn't just, like, oh, I'm a cute little bunny. It's, like, hopping up and down like they would be in, like, an Advanced Wars game or something. They specifically animate things that don't animate... <laughs> there are animate. a lot of rabbits in Advanced Wars. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, quadrupeds in Advanced Wars. Oh, okay, You right. would be surprised. I'm, I am. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, the, uh, but, like, they animate features... Of the beings in Baba is You that do not move in reality. They make the eyes go, like, up and down repeatedly over and over again, like pistons in some horrid machine. <laughs> like... Yeah, there's definitely fuel for a creepy pasta fire here. Yeah. And, well, also they juxtapose, because Baba being, like, essentially what is actually potentially the cutest animal on the planet which is a, a like a bunny rabbit like there's nothing or sheep no but <laughs> uh and then they juxtapose it against things like robots animate statues skulls and rocket ships mm-hmm. it's just maybe not inherently creepy maybe i have a <laughs> complex uh <laughs> But, uh... Mm, space is kind of terrifying. Yeah, space, like, also, conceptually. like, have you seen Toy Story? And there's the part where he's trying to strap myself to a rocket. Rocket. <laughs> Rockets explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty scary. Yeah. It kind of depends. If it's the exploded kind of rocket, sure. It's scary. Well, it's getting a fireworks. Any rocket has the potential to explode if someone made one small mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're making something pretty scary now. Yeah. Confirmed rockets. Yeah. Terrifying. One thing I could never be is an astronaut. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I would be like 100% certain I was going to (laughs) explode. That's that's not why I wouldn't want to be an astronaut. I agree with the conclusion. Many other things could go wrong. If I had got to space, then there's like a bajillion other things I'd be terrified would happen. But the rocket, the takeoff would be the scariest thing, I think. But anyway, that's a tangent. Spaceship <laughs> speculation. This yeah. is the spa- space speculation corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's creepy. Uh, <laughs> but you know it wasn't creepy? How actually kind of dope the music was, though? Did anybody else not agree? I wouldn't describe it as dope. Not because it wasn't good, right? but merely because when I describe something as having dopeness, I associate that with a kind of, like, pseudo punky at least bassy vibe like if something is dope i would imagine it being involved in a club atmosphere to some extent (laughs) and the music is like too slow for that like it doesn't Mm -hmm. get you doesn't get you pumped in the way that i would the dope things get me pumped that actually tracks i think yeah uh, i don't really remember it that's also fair, I yeah. think. I played a lot of it, like, the early parts of the game without sound, which, uh, when I started playing it with sound, I realized was a mistake. Because mm-hmm. some it's of the songs... It's always a mistake. It really is. Mm-hmm. Some of the songs are, like, really catchy, like, in a weird way, like, in a, in a like, 8-bit era style, but dr- more drony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a, a disaster piece kind of way, like the... Uh, composers for Hyperlight Drifter. Drifter. Like, 
It's like a common. It's like how I wish Hyperlight Drifter's music actually was. Ooh, where there was like less droning and ambient, yeah, a little bit more of a melody. Exactly. Put like a beat behind like anything in that game to give me like some driving sense. Mm-hmm. Of and yeah, otherwise it just sounds like fucking futuristic machinery whirring <laughs> to life and then dying again over and over again. Come at me. <laughs> Honestly, you say come at me. I like that music. Disagree with your final take. Agree with that description of the take. I guess the <laughs> yeah. intended the intended result. That's fair, yeah. I found I actually didn't mind it, honestly. Yeah, I found there were a handful of little themes in Hyperlight Drifter that I really liked, mm-hmm. but overall I did find it to be kind of bland. I, I kind of found myself wanting more. Mm-hmm. I think if you well, I think we talked about this on the Hyperlight we did. Drifter episode. You know what video games I like? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. If that's like a 40 40- 60 uh take on uh hyperlight drifter then if you just like flip that to a 60 40 that's me on baba is you mm. where it's like i i felt like it more often than not did what i wanted it to but then a good chunk of the time was like maybe a little bit too boring for how long mm-hmm. you're listening to it i remember it feeling like it complimented the gameplay pretty well yeah and it complements this creepypasta fueled yeah. atmosphere <laughs> agreed mm-hmm the music knows you're going to be sitting on that map screen for, for a long, long enough time, yeah. that it that it can play itself slowly. Yeah, you know, compare the, the like tempo of yeah. that to fucking <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, it's not. I in, love the idea that like, the the composer for Baba Is You sat down and wrote like a fast paced like eight bit <laughs> like platformer song, and they were like, "Oh man, this is gonna play." It's like I I don't want to write any more. <laughs> So let's just tone it down by like like just thirty percent speed, and then they just played that. So you're saying if you like quadruple the speed of the music in Baba Is You, it'll just turn into Anamonaguchi just immediately. God damn it! You know, you know. I do know that I have to now do that and put it in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. <laughs> I really hope you just lie and just played an actual <laughs> Anamonaguchi song. Wow, I can't believe it sounded like <laughs> Wow, that. it sounds just like Airbrush, the only Anamonaguchi song that Chad knows. And anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, I guess, I feel like we managed to drag that specific bit out long enough that I'm now comfortable asking the faded question, do we have... Final thoughts. <laughs> these chairs, I, I actually like these chairs that we podcast in. Mm-hmm. Not because they're comfortable, because they're like only a little bit comfortable. Tolerable. But they're so quiet, they never creak at all. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that you made it like audibly creak with that slow lean. No, I think that was the floorboard. <laughs> <laughs> more, more power to these like yeah. fi- these cheap ass chairs. Yeah, good chairs. Yeah, and chairs. I think they like encourage or whatever you want to say, a good posture as well. Mm, yeah. By being so uncomfortable. Yeah, you know yeah, I, yeah, I just sit up straight in it, or you're like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so ten out of ten on these chairs. Yeah, my final review of this chair is ten out of ten. <laughs> you gotta treat Baba as you like an advent calendar. You can't go headlong into it. Or Baba is you will eat you like the abyss that it is. You will never feel dumber 
than when you overestimate yourself while trying to challenge Baba is You. Because Baba is You, less so than Steven's sausage roll, but still with equal force once it gets up there, will put you in the fucking ground if you challenge its supremacy to you. Just do it like a crossword puzzle. Take it one step at a time. You'll get there. And choose your battles. Yeah. I think uh, you were pretty much... I, I, I like that description a lot. Steven Sausage Roll does a thing where it makes you feel stupider because <laughs> when you're playing Steven Sausage Roll, the point at which you go, I don't know what I'm looking at, is level two. And that is like... It's so early in the game that there's no... Uh, like, you, as somebody who's played a video game before, yes. knows that level two is not supposed to be the hardest level in the game, <laughs> and that once you get over it, it's suddenly going to become manageable. Mm-hmm. Same with The Witness. Like, The Witness also hits you with really difficult shit really early on, and then you just have to, like, you have to be like, this is what I'm in for. Uh, and uh, so I feel kind of similarly to that, and then in Baba is You, though, they give you... There's even, like, a constant running counter of how many levels you've beaten. Uh, and it makes you feel good. Like, look up at the thing, and like, oh, it'd be, like, 57 levels. It's a lot of levels. It's like, yeah, it's, like, maybe an eighth of the total levels, but you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And then, but... I don't, I don't... The one thing I don't agree with, and where my final thoughts are coming in, is that I really like this game as a puzzle game that is accessible to people who don't typically play puzzle games because it's cheap, it looks nice, and it's accessible in the beginning enough that you're going to get like a you're going to get that feeling of satisfaction you came for before the game gets so hard that you just want to put it down. But rather than ta- taking it one at a time, there were some levels near the end of the game that I opened up and thought I was looking at, like, a circuit diagram. Like, it is so complicated when you get to the end that I think that it, it even... It surpasses early game Steven Sausage Roll. Uh, and that's kind of where I fall in. I feel like for a lot of this game, super good for people who aren't into puzzle games. And then the rest of the game, super good for people who are into puzzle games. And I would be curious as to somebody who is a big puzzle game aficionado what they thought about the early levels like did they feel about it the way that i felt about like super mario 3d land where i was like i had to play for 10 hours before i got to the stuff that was good or do they think like this whole game was good um for me i guess i typically am the kind of person that likes puzzle games but I guess I'm a filthy puzzle game casual <laughs> because this was definitely above my skill level. Um, and as I said earlier, uh, I feel like the biggest hurdle for me was how frequently they kept adding new stuff. And it was really hard to like internalize it all. And uh, yeah, I, I really like the ideas. I like it on paper. I respect the game a lot, but it's just kind of not for me kind of how, how I come down on it. In your defense, this is a really specific kind of puzzle True. game. That's yeah. the kind of people I'm talking about. Not like people who like and are good at Tetris. Right. The overlap Your is Tetris nothing. attack. Yeah. Yes. I'm all about that shit. We want the puzzle folk. We need their words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Putting a call out to the puzzle folk. Indeed. And that call will say, Thank you for listening to Noclip this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, 
we're gonna neutralize some threats. It's pizza tonight. Super Mario Maker two. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> but I, I like it. I don't know if I. Uh, I feel like the fact that that is like a deep cut reference to a late era Idle Thumbs joke. I might need to redo that. No, leave it. <laughs> no, leave all right, it. Okay. Yeah, we hate you. Right, well, you got a shame. Yeah. We, we wear our inspiration on I our mean, sleeve. I like it. I, I'm I, in favor, mm. so. I just JJ I like hates you. Yeah, I like being contrarian and forcing you to do things that you don't enjoy. That's why I picked the games that I do for this podcast. <laughs> Fair. Except I did enjoy this one, so it backfired on you. Fuck. Uh, we will... Uh, th- th- so, one thing I want to mention about Mario Maker, because this is one where I don't need to give a one-sentence description, because, mm-hmm. like, you, fu- you fucking know what Mario... Don't give me that shit. You know what fucking Mario Maker is. Yeah, we aren't normally gatekeepers, but this is, like... Like front gate keepers, like we're gonna keep a very <laughs> tiny gate. Yeah, at the Mario level. This is just like you don't need a membership card to get into Super Mario Maker, but you do need to like at least not be like we we're like a guard, like a security guard at a lax sort of venue. <laughs> we're mall security. We're guard, mall yeah. security gatekeeping. <laughs> Mario Maker. We're listening to this podcast without knowing what Mario is. Very similar. Yeah. To being the man who walks into a mall without shoes. <laughs> Just no footwear at all. No loitering in front of the Mario Maker 2. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are assumptions you didn't come with that you were confused by. Uh, <laughs> all of that to say, uh, the thing I do want to say about this one is uh, the whole point of Mario Maker 2 is to make... Mario levels. Oh, so God. if you have made Mario levels and want to send them to us, please do that. And I'm going to try and find a way to like make a piece of relevant content side to the podcast. Uh, if I know how, like I don't know how to edit video. I don't know if this is actually going to be a thing. <laughs> I-, I can do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll put that up very, at the very least, like I've already made several levels and we'll, I'll yeah. force these I, fuckers I, to get through some. Yeah, I plan to post mine on the discord to anybody in the discord that has Mario Maker 2. I got scared that you were going to tell us that we had to post levels for each other to play for the review. I got real <laughs> <Yeah>. scared. <laughs> you have to post your levels in the discord, even after the podcast is over. Every level Every you, level you make. <laughs> This is how we keep that gate, is, you, is through Mario Maker level posts. Yes. Though you are, I am going to make you make a level. God, fuck. One level, JJ, that's all you mean. Until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro catch us at the final Splatfest, which would have already happened actually at the release of oh, this no. episode hope you caught us during the final Splatfest. <laughs> splatocalypse yeah. yeah who won we don't know yet yeah but, but you, you do, do. <laughs> this is the longest fucking outro <laughs> we gotta make up for that short ass episode <laughs> i'm so angry <laughs>
Uh, you can find links to our YouTube, all of our old episodes. Please go listen to all of those. Every fucking one of them, I guess. <laughs> or at least the ones that you want to. The game is increasing in size. <laughs> you must leave a comment. You must write a review. You must like, comment, and subscribe. Yes. Must give a five-star rating. Must ring that bell. <laughs> we will know. You... <laughs> You must be this tall to join the notification squad. Yeah. Could we, like, get, not literal grappling hooks, but, like, <laughs> actual big things of rope with large, like, iron fish hooks on the end of it? Oh, and, we... and, like, put cold meats in here? Yeah, not just necessarily on the ceiling, but if it gets bad enough, like, around us, like some sort of burden... And hanging just right over, like, the two chest sides there. I got this albatross around my neck. <laughs> yeah. It's literally an albatross, though. <laughs>